You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview. Hey everyone, it's Call Me Adam. And before I introduce my guest today, I just want to take a moment to thank Marianne Martinez for becoming a member of my Patreon family. If you like this podcast and want to become a member of my expanding family, visit patreon.com backslash callmeadamnyc. Now, on today's episode of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam on the Broadway Podcast Network, I am chatting with writer, creator, and actor Dan Clarkson, whose worldwide hit, Potted Potter has landed in Las Vegas. Now, in the midst of a global pandemic, we're going to talk with Dan about the show, next steps, and a special Potted Potter contest. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Dan Clarkson. Hi, Dan. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me on. This breaks, breaks the monotony of lockdown. It's nice to have something exciting to do. Oh, you're welcome. I'm thrilled to have you all the way from London, no less. Oh, yeah. This is I'm in the future now, so I can tell you the future is going to be bright and glorious. Oh, wonderful, because at the moment it's a little gloomy here. So I'm glad I'm glad there's some sunshine coming our way. It is. It's on its way to you. I've sent it across. (laughs) Great. I can't wait to see it later. So um, I'm especially excited to interview you because on 2000, I believe it was 2012 is when Potted Potter was here in New York. Um, I actually got to see you and, um, oh my God, Jess. Yeah. I just drew like uh, in the show. Not not at all. I'm the memorable one. That's fine. You don't have to tell him. (laughs) (laughs) And he's never going to hear this either. No, no, no. I'll just, I'll give him the wrong time and the wrong code. It'll be (laughs) fine. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm especially excited because I never got to interview it interview you at the time that the show was here but i did get to see it and i come yeah and and what i love about the show is i come from a viewpoint and i'm glad you're sitting down for this um because i've never seen uh i've never read any of the harry potter books and i've never seen a harry potter film but shock horror i know but your show was so well written and so good that i was able to follow along and i felt like I actually did read all the books yeah. after seeing the show. I like how you bookended that with a compliment. So now I have to go, <laughs> oh, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, now you never have to read the books. That's the joy of the show. In 70 minutes, we do all the books. So you know everything now. Exactly. Exactly. I do want to spend a little time on the creation of the book, but not too much because I know you just recently did an interview where you went into a lot of depth on the creation of the show. Yeah. For you, you can go into any depth you want. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you so much. <laughs> so so since the show is created from all seven books, I mean, how did you decide what you take from each book and which characters oh, you use? I mean, it was really tough. I mean, we're going back to 13 years ago now. I mean, I can't believe either of us are that old. That can't be possible. <laughs> um, we're not. And yeah, exactly. It was someone else. Um, and I was a huge fan of the book and they wanted to do a um, launch for a bookstore in London for the launch of the sixth book. You know, they used to do those midnight launches. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. And it was to entertain the crowds there. And so they came to me being a huge fan and I knew Jeff was as well. 
And so we sort of put all our knowledge together to try and come up with doing all five books in like a 15 minute sketch. And I think our first draft could have been all five books in a three week sketch because we had so much stuff we wanted to put in. Um, but then we sort of picked the the highlights and also the hats and wigs we had lying around. Because as you've seen with the show, it's a lot of putting on silly hats and yeah. Yes. So often often a lot of plot can get thrown aside just so I can put on a funny wizard hat and do a silly voice. So I think it's sort of how we ended up doing it. And then, yeah, so it launched that show at midnight and the crowd went wild for it. We thought we were only going to be playing to about 300 people and there were mm. thousands of people in this mm. bookstore. And so we took the show then to Edinburgh where we added the sixth book and we actually gave ourselves an hour. So we were like, okay, we got some breathing space now. And then the seventh book came in, so we added that one in as well. And it's sort of been going on from there. And the great thing about the whole Potter world is new things are always happening. So this show is always changing. Mm -hmm. So I think even the one you saw back in 2012, which was so much fun in New York, has now changed again to come to Vegas. So we've added mm -hmm. new bits in, taken bits away. And so it's always evolving, which sort of keeps it fresh for us as well. Yes. And I know the, the Vegas show, uh, because I did just listen to your, your recent interview that you did. Um, uh, and you mentioned that for the Vegas show specifically, you actually added some jokes that are specific just to, Ve to Vegas. And if so, if you see the show some, somewhere else in the world, you won't get those specific jokes, which is oh, yeah. brilliant. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like things like we do have... Um, where the Forbidden Forest, I don't know if you remember, we had this big palm tree that I got mm -hmm. confused and thought that was Forbidden Forest. Of course, for Vegas, we've got the Vegas sign where it says, welcome to, and we've scrubbed that out and put Forbidden Forest in it. Um, instead of Dobby the house elf, we have the house Elvis, which <laughs> is phenomenal that we've got this three foot little Elvis puppet that comes on. And oh so, God. yeah, it's just adding those sort of extra bits. And, you know, there's a nod to the Chippendales there because you can't go to Vegas and not give a nod to the Chippendales. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I actually just got to interview um, Jason Michael, who's the MC of the Chippendales. Oh, and mate, I'm, I'm such a letdown after that. No. Yeah, please. I, I'm going from one from one extreme to the end. I'm going from the world of, of strippers to the world of fantasy. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's little difference, some would say, you know. I mean, I mean luckily, a small difference. Yeah, we don't yeah. do the stripping in our show, mainly because nobody would pay if either <laughs> Jeff or I removed any articles of clothing. <laughs> There'd be a stampede for money back. So, yeah. And also, you're you're a family show that's uh, that, for kids. That's the other and, reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah exactly. I don't think the world's ready for Harry Potter, the strip show, just yet. I don't no. think, no. Nor no, should they yet. ever be. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that's the other thing I love about your show, is that it not only is it, entertaining for kids but adults alike and i love how you promote it that way and after you know since i saw it in 2012 i can attest to the fact i was an adult then and i enjoyed it as much as all the kids that were in the oh, audience no, thank as well. you so much. yeah well, i mean that was really important to us because and if you'd read the books you'd know this they are sort <laughs> of they're written but there is a real adult theme to them and as mm -hmm. they went on a, a lot of adults enjoyed them maybe even more than the kids did yes. and so it was important to us that when we had a subject matter like harry potter it did appeal to both children and adults alike mm -hmm. and didn't sort of play down to one or the other it was just really something that everyone can enjoy like the books exactly exactly now you did mention before um when you started doing the show at the bookstores you know, you said you were such a big Harry Potter fan, and who who exactly from the from the Harry Potter franchise found you, or was it the bookstore that heard you were such a big fan and asked you to create create a little? Oh, that'd be lovely. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it was a, um, I was doing one man solo storytelling around the comedy clubs and, and I'd actually been to Lapland as well. So I'd performed a Christmas season with Santa Claus in Lapland being a storyteller and again, doing these shows for kids and adults that were comedy about like Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella and things. Huh. And um, a friend of mine, a lovely Scottish girl called Lee, who works for a PR company, came to me knowing all of this and asked, and also knowing I was a Harry Potter fan and saying, hey, could you take those condensed stories you do? Would there be something you could do with Harry Potter? And I was like, oh, I'm not sure. That's a really big ask. And she said, you can be in the front of the queue to get the book before anybody else. I was like, I'll do the job. How did you like first hear about like the first book? And, and were you immediately immersed in the book? Ah, oh, I I was, um, I'll tell you what, it was the third book had come out and my mum had bought them for my younger brother. He's uh, 10 years younger than me. So at the time I must have been early 20s. So he was like 10, 11. Oh. And she was like, okay, you're the actor of the family, read these books with him. And so I started reading book one to him and I'm doing all the voices and and then he would fall asleep and I would have, I carried on reading them because I started to get into them that much that I was like, oh, oh I'm just going to read a few more chapters. And so I think to this day, there's still chapters he's never heard of these books because <laughs> he'd fall asleep and carry on. He goes, and I'd be like, where were we? He goes, oh, I think, no, 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 we've done that bit. We're going to carry on here. <laughs> and so, yeah, from then on, I was hooked. And I had the joy that by the time I got to the fourth book, they were all published. But then I had that horrible wait of like a year to two years in between each book, which right. children now will never understand the pain we had to go through to wait to what was going to happen. Well, they might they might with how streaming is, because some shows it does take a year between yeah. seasons. So that's, oh, the that's, only, true, yeah. that's the only yeah, that's the only correlation yeah. I could make. Yeah. They'll never get it with Harry Potter though. They can just walk no. into their store or order a book set and just have everything and then watch all the films and have it all their way for them exactly exactly yeah. they and don't know how good they've got it the youth <laughs> <laughs> that is true that is true how, how did um and how did you and jeff come to meet and work uh, together well, it was bizarre the first meeting i had with the pr company um i pitched this idea and i said okay so it's going to be a two-hander and one guy will be harry potter and i'll play all the other characters and i didn't know yet who could do harry potter and I kind of knew Jeff because we'd worked together on a couple of things. And I was walking through Covent Garden and he was doing a street performing thing where he was, I think he was doing Treasure Island where there was a couple of tourists watching him. And I watched him and I was like, hmm, if you squint and look the other way, he looks just like Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> and we went and had a chat afterwards and, you know, we had similar sense of humor and stuff and he liked Harry Potter as well. And I was like, hey, do you want to come and do this gig with me? And then it sort of went from there. And then we've been stuck together ever since. I love it. I love it. Well, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk a little bit more about the Vegas show and this new contest you're having to keep the fans oh, engaged. And um, don't go anywhere because we have so much more with Dan. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? 
Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. Hey everyone, my name is Dan Clarkson from Potted Potter, and you're listening to Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. And now we're back. <gasps> that was a lovely break. <laughs> Quickest break ever. Yeah, I loved it. Yes. Um, so now the, the show came to Vegas last year in 2019. And yeah. one thing that's different about this show is that you and Jeff actually don't perform in this uh, version of it. You passed it off to other actors. Yeah, younger, more nubile actors. Yes. So what was it like to give up that aspect of the, um, of the, of the, like. I mean, it's, it's really, the only thing I could compare it to, and I don't know, actually, I don't have children, but I imagine there's that moment when you have your firstborn and you have to leave them with a babysitter for the first time Mm. and walk away. And you've been there the whole time and you've been growing, developing. And also in the back of your mind, they go, nobody could look after this show the way I've looked after it. Nobody could. And then you audition and you get people in and they're actually making you laugh. And also they're bringing new things to the show that you never thought about. Mm-hmm. And then you go and watch it and you're like, it's tough. But the other going, OK, so so other people can do this. That's good. OK, yeah. Maybe not as well as me, obviously, because I have <laughs> strong delusions of grandeur. But, um, yeah, we... The people we've auditioned, we've been so lucky to find, and they're amazing comic actors, and they all have a history, and like they come from the uh, Reduced Shakespeare alumni, and they've done that sort of theatre before, and just to have them with us and have that talent has been a joy, and a joy then to work with new actors and find new sort of new joy in the show, as it were. That's so exciting. That's so exciting. When and when you were doing the show, I mean, like you said, you were like you had over two hundred and fifty characters to play. Oh yeah. I mean, um, do you remember any of like, did you have any, any moments of, of, um, forgetting which character you were about to do or all the time? I do it even today. You (laughs) run off the stage and, um, you know, when you see the show, there's this big wardrobe at the back where we have all the hats and props behind it. And you can go and look at that in the middle of the show. And there's like 50 odd hats hanging up and you're like, I don't know which one I've got to put on yet. (laughs) Or you run out. I know there's been times where I've run out and I've started doing a Hagrid voice and I felt up and there's a long Dumbledore (laughs) hat on. I'm like, no, no, I'm meant to be Dumbledore. Okay. So yeah, that can happen a lot. But I mean, it's amazing to do because it's uh, it's the best workout I've ever had. So for 70 <laughs> minutes, I'm running around the stage. And when we came somewhere like Vegas with the all-you-can-eat buffets, I was like, this is amazing. I can literally eat everything. And then I just burn it all off in the evening. Yes. Yes. That is definitely one advantage. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yes. So now let's talk about um, you've been hosting several contests um, mm-hmm. while the show has been um I don't want to say on hiatus, but because of the sh- uh, global pandemic that we're in and, the, yeah. and all oh, you've got the pandemic too. Now. Yes, we do. I thought it was just us who had the pandemic. No. Oh, God, you've got it as well. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's nice we're all in it together. We are, yes. And speaking of being in it together, you have continued to help keep your fans engaged by um, hosting different contests. Now, I know yeah. last, uh, this past month you had a baking contest. And starting August 1st, you're going to be um, conducting a new contest. So can you tell us 
a little bit about yeah. the contest and well, that uh, is, how yeah. people we, can enter. We, we're running, and I think, and I'm right in saying, you can correct me wrong, is the collage contest we've got up to now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is where um, basically we're asking for the collages of your favorite Harry Potter moment or something inspired by Harry Potter, or it could be a favorite character, and just go crazy on a piece of paper, literally whatever you want to throw on there, and then take a picture of it or scan it and put it on any of our social network sites. And then um, I'm going to judge this with absolutely no skill whatsoever <laughs> in art or collages and just which one I like the best, which I think is the best way. And then we're giving prizes Harry Potter thing prizes, as well as um, props from the show, actually. So things Ooh. that have actually been in the show. Well, this sounds like a great contest, and especially there are so many people out there and kids who love to to draw and sketch their, their favorite characters. Yeah. So this it's, is definitely going to be a fun one. It's been amazing. And like the baking competition, we had loads of entries, and again, from adults and kids alike, because again, mm -hmm. we thought we'd do this and it'd be something for kids to do. There are plenty of adults coming and going, I made this cake, I baked this cake, I'm 42, can I win the prize? And you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> win them. So it's great, and it's lovely how it's been. We had entries from Canada to Australia to um, over the States with you guys to England, and it's just to see all of the world, how many Harry Potter fans there are in this world, and it's lovely mm -hmm. that we're all coming together, so really enjoying it. That is terrific. And I think what's so great also about these contests is – you are keeping the fans engaged. So when live performances do resume, they're already with you, ready to come back even more excited to, to see oh, the show. I hope so, yeah. yeah. And, we, and we will, I can say right now, we will be back. It will be coming back. It's going to be bigger than better than ever. And in fact, if anything, the pandemic has given us new challenges of how to make things in the show when we do come back better. Because mm -hmm. um, we play a live game of Quidditch in the show, which maybe now we won't be able to do in the same way because it was using a lot of audience touching. So mm -hmm. we found a new way to do it. So we are, we are going to unveil the Potter 2.0 show with new and improved Quidditch. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. So you heard that here first. No one else knows that. I love that. I love exclusive content. That's what makes yeah. me so happy. So so you did briefly mention when, when the show comes back, Harry Potter 2.0 with this new um, uh, protocol Quidditch. put in place. Yeah. yeah. W what other kind of precautions are you able to, to let us know that, that you're going to be taking or is that still something you're discussing? It's definitely something we're discussing and we're discussing it with the venues, not only with Vegas, but also around the world because mm -hmm. the show's still touring. Right. And while we're all so eager to get back, I think safety has to be paramount for both the audience and for our actors on stage. And so yeah. we're finding a way we can do this and safely everyone can be there together and enjoy themselves mm -hmm. because, you know, a packed house is amazing, but we want to make sure it's a packed safe house. And we yes. want to make sure that everyone is having a great time, but everyone's safe. And I think we're getting closer and closer to being able to achieve that. So fingers crossed it won't be long now. Terrific. Yes, I know. We're all hoping, especially in the arts industry, that live performances yeah. come back soon. Let's take another quick break. And when we come back, um, we will do some rapid fire questions and um, some other things. And now we're back again. Woohoo! I know. It's so exciting. I'm having so much fun talking to you. Oh, no, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so let's do some rapid fire questions. Um, okay. Because it's a great way to learn some uh, things about you outside of performing. Yeah. So first question is peanut butter, crunchy or smooth? Uh, crunchy. Every time. Got to be crunchy. 
Uh, favorite brand of peanut butter? Uh, oh, Whole Earth Organic. Mm. Yeah, mm. That sounded very fancy, <laughs> didn't it? Whole Earth Organic. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty much a, a GIF guy, so. Oh, okay. No, that's yeah. still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I do love, um, I don't know if you have it in London, uh, Peanut Butter and Company. I don't know if their no. product made it over there. Um, no, but I have tried in the States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Their, their, I mean, their peanut butter is delicious. Okay, yeah. all right. I'll bring some of my best. You bring your best, and we'll have a okay. peanut off. Yeah, all right. We'll meet, we'll meet in Vegas, and we'll yeah. have a, a peanut chair. Yeah, I like yeah. that idea. Me too. Uh, <laughs> favorite M&M flavor? Um, oh, I tried the pretzel ones for the first time mm -hmm. when I was in the States. Loved them. Yes. Got very hooked from them, yeah. Yes, delicious. I yeah. think my new favorite flavor is the mint M&Ms. I've never tastes, tried them. It, it just came out, I, I feel like, a few months ago. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe a little longer. But it literally is like eating mint chocolate chip ice cream. I mean, delicious. Okay, right. I will try those. Delicious. Okay, yes. good. You can bring those to Vegas with the peanut butter. I will. I will. Yeah. Uh, favorite color M&M? Uh, can I say blue? You I sure always can. like the blue. Yeah, yeah. blue. Yeah, me too. Blue is my favorite color. Yeah. Uh, favorite go-to emoji when texting? It's got to be that sticking the tongue out one. Yeah. You know, I'm doing a test of it now, but you can't <laughs> see me. But you know, with that eye in the tongue. Because yes. I've noticed, especially when I'm talking to my friends in the States, British people, we can be very sarcastic. Mm -hmm. And if I don't put that emoji at the end, they start <laughs> taking me seriously. Mm -hmm. And then I'm yeah. like, so I have to put that to go. This is me being sarcastic. <laughs> I love that the emoji is the only way that they can tell that you're being sarcastic. Yeah, I think it's yeah. that, yeah. yeah. Although recently I have been using that, the face palming one a lot because it seems oh, yeah. every news we get needs a face oh. palm. Yes, yeah. here, here too. It's like, yeah. oh my God, now what is he going to say? Yeah, exactly. That. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, how do you take your coffee? Oh, this, like a true Brit, I don't drink coffee. I only drink Ooh. tea. So tea I take with milk and no sugar. Oh, okay. And, that's, yeah. and I'm talking a proper cup of tea where you put in the tea bag, add the boiling water, let it boil, brew for a while, then add the milk. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And what kind yeah. of milk is that? Regular milk, skin milk? Uh... Um, do you know, really bad, and this is since lockdown, I've been trying to stay healthy, it's oat milk. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't had I that yet. How well, I didn't that? know you could milk an oat, but apparently you can. <laughs> you know, and they go, are we sure? Is it just oat juice? But oh, oat milk, yeah. It's all right. It took a while mm. to get used to. But yeah, I'm just trying to, I figured that while I was in lockdown, my exercise regime wasn't going to go up. So I just try and be as healthy as I could. Yes. Please, yes. please don't judge me. I'm not. No, none yeah. at all. And is it a flavored oat milk, like vanilla or? Just, just, just straight out of the oat. Okay. I, Okay. I'm going to have to yeah. try it so I can experience what it tastes like. It's all right. It's okay. It's got a creamy sort of porridgey flavor to it. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'll try that. I have one more rapid fire question. Uh, okay. Favorite center smell? Oh, ah, I'm going to go freshly cut grass. Mm. And okay. that's always been one that stays with me. That, and I don't know if it's because it's a sort of, if it's a sign of summer coming and being outside and, playing like when you were a school kid and stuff, but that's always stayed with me. And, and I actually do remember being in New York and there's a lovely smell that comes off um, Central Park when the grass has just been cut. If you're walking yes. up the street towards it, yeah. And that brings back very happy memories. Same yeah. as just when the rains fall and you get that wet grass mm. smell, that kind of, yeah. Yes, that's that for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Central Park is one of the few places in the city that you can get that fresh smell. Yeah, it's so lovely. It's great. Yeah, That's yeah. It is. it is. I loved how you could get lost in Central Park and you couldn't hear the traffic. You couldn't yes. just go right into the middle. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it's beautiful. It's oh, so miss, beautiful. I'll be back to that city too. Miss New York a lot. Yes. Well, we'll love love to have you back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what are some of your hobbies outside of um, performing and writing? What do you like oh, to yeah. do? When I have time. Um, well, I do the cycling a lot. <laughs> I say when I have time. We've been in lockdown. That's all I've got to do. Yeah. Um, so I do really like to cycle a lot. Um, I, I used to play a lot of tennis. I haven't had a chance recently. Um, I do a lot of puppeteering. That's another strange oh, wow. thing. There you go. Don't tell many people that. So I do a lot of puppeteering. I think the older I've got, the less people have started casting my face, but they're happy to have me behind a puppet. <laughs> so, you know where they can build the puppet to look any way they want. So that's yes. where I'm now. Yeah. Now, is yeah. it theater-style puppetry or uh, marionette puppetry? Uh, sort different. of theater puppets. Um, big sort of glove Muppet-style puppets in different shows and things. Uh-huh. I've started to get more and more. And, yeah, no, there's a few different shows and been doing a lot of streaming over lockdown with that, which because oh. a puppet I found you can get away with anything if you say it behind a puppet. Literally, yeah. puppets can talk to people, insult people, make, you know, they, they really, you have great time. It's better than therapy. It you is. just get your anger out through a puppet. It is, yes. Wait, wait, can we take a quick pause? Because I yes. just want to show you something real quick. For everyone listening, they go, what has just happened? As now the two of us become four of us. Yes. So Dan and I each left our station for a moment to get our puppets. And nobody knows, actually, I mean, this is something nobody would know about me, but I do have a puppet. And so what do you. Old, yeah. Um, my puppet's name is Hampton. Oh, he's beautiful. Hey, Hampton. Thank you. Hello, That's Dan. Good. How are you? I'm good. It's good to talk to you. This is. I didn't think this this would be an interview with three people, Hampton. This is amazing. I know. I'm pretty impressive. What's your <laughs> puppet's name? Uh, this is Puppet Steve. How are you? I'm, I'm well. Puppet. My eyes are ping pong balls. My brain is a hand, but I know. <laughs> My brain is a hand too, but it's a very uh, smart hand. Uh, we have a lot in common. You look we a very do. smart puppet. Oh, thank <laughs> you, thank you. Uh, you you remind me of the Muppets. Oh well, thank. I take that as a compliment. I I wish I was in the Muppets. Sadly, the show I'm in is not the Muppets. No. Well, maybe you'll get back there one day. They didn't want me. I was oh. disgraced. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has taken a tangent. I did it not. Sure has. <laughs> oh my god, I have not used I have not used Hampton in so long. It's nice to bring him back to life. Oh, he's brilliant. Where did you get him Thank from? Thank you. Uh, so actually, um, uh, I'm forgetting the year. I want to say somewhere around 2005, six ish, seven, somewhere yeah. around there. Um, do you know John Tartaglia, who was in Avenue Q? Yes, of course. Okay, so he taught um, a master class in theater style puppetry, and I took it. And one of the students in the class, um, Patrick Holmes, he um, offered to either I asked him it. I knew he made puppets, so I think I asked him to make a puppet. Or he's like, if you ever want a puppet, I'll I'll make one for you. And and he made me Hampton, and it was it was such a fun collaborative effort to um, amazing talk about you know design it and and what kind of the nose what kind of nose does he want and the hair and um oh my god that was just so much fun to bring him back to life 
I'm so glad I got to meet him. <laughs> Me too. And I'm glad I got to meet yours. He's amazing. Oh, yeah, He's in another show I do called Mr. Thing, which has been sort of live streaming over the lockdown and stuff. And so, oh, wow. yeah. So I've been sort of hiding behind tables and performing him. So I've got that workout as well. That really yes. helps your arms. Yeah. Yes, it does. I know. I know. I've actually, for, for a long time, it's funny. I, I've been wanting to like, do something with Hampton, but I, I don't know. I've never known what to do, but maybe I'll bring him on as like a, a guest interviewer every now and then. Thank you. Yeah, I think that'd be brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Hampton can ask the questions you don't dare ask. Exactly. I, I can never ask you this. However, Hampton's got a few questions. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. And then the, and then my interviewee will like be like, what are we talking about? I'm leaving. And they'll yeah. storm off. And you'll come. Oh, sorry. That wasn't my fault. It was Hampton. Exactly. I didn't know what he was saying. I, yeah. I didn't say anything. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is a game changer we found here it today. Is. Yes. <laughs> yes. And this is like really exclusive for everybody because I've never talked about Hampton in any of my interviews. So thank I you for honored. bringing him out. I feel honored that we had an exclusive from you. Yes. Yes, I do too. And you brought it out in me, which I love. Oh, amazing. You really turned the tables on this interview. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're already at the end of the interview. I mean, it goes oh. by so fast. And it's so much fun. Yes. So I always end my interviews um, with my famous question. And it's playing off of the title of my podcast, Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. So right. if you could bear it all, and reveal something about yourself that you have not told previously, what would you share with me today? Okay, I thought about this. I'm gonna give you, this is a secret I don't like to say too much. I was well into my 20s before I realized the rind of brie cheese isn't poisonous. Because oh. when I was five years old, my dad told me it was poisonous and this had stayed with me. And it wasn't until I was at a girlfriend's house for a Christmas dinner where I was 28 and her father was about to eat the rind of brie and I knocked it out of his hand. I went, whoa, saved your life there. <laughs> and the whole room went silent and everyone looked at me. I went, well, you know, because it's poisonous. Brie's poisonous. You're lucky I'm here. Like, no, no, Dan, it's not poisonous. And yeah, apparently my dad had just given me this bit of false information to see how long it would last. So yeah. And it lasted a long time. It lasted nearly <laughs> 30 years. Yeah. It's hilarious. And were you invited back to your girlfriend's so, house? Sadly, that never worked out. Um, shortly after, it was like, yeah, please don't bring the insane cheese boy over again. We don't want him here. Oh. Yeah. Well, you you live and learn. And look, at least you found out that, that it's not poisonous. And now I'm sure you've spent a few years yeah. enjoying so they, so they say. I mean, I still think it could be a conspiracy. You know, I think my dad could have been on to something. We'll see. Well, Time will tell. <laughs> I can say that I have been eating brie cheese for many years and yeah. this and all. And I mean, I'm still here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think I have to admit that my dad, he went for the long game and he very successfully pranked yeah. me on the long game after 30 years. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I guess I hope there's no long-term effect because then maybe I won't be here and we won't be able to do another interview again. So no. I, hope that's, I hope that's not what you're putting yeah. out there for me. I mean, imagine if that was your last words in this earth going, oh, he was <laughs> right. The brie was poisonous. <laughs> that's right. But then this interview would never get aired because there'd be nobody to um, 
uploaded yeah. or anything. And no one would ever know. And it would just carry on just as a secret. Yeah. Exactly. It would be like, it would be my second long lost interview. Oh, no. I, you've got another long lost interview? This is the, it, it's the worst. I, I, what happened? I, okay so um this is in now the early stages of when like it was i went from the iphone 4 to the iphone yeah. 5 so it's going back several years and and it was when i was starting to do video interviews and i had a microphone that attached to the iphone 4 and it was amazing so i used that same microphone when i got the iphone 5 and i was interviewing um do you know jan maxwell and jennifer van dyke they're both theater actresses well yeah, jan yeah. said away a few years ago yeah no, um, i've heard of yeah but Je so it was jan and jennifer together and and they were in this very like um intense show together at the atlantic theater company their second stage and it was right after like a, a matinee and they still had the evening performance to do so i got to do this video interview with them and it was an amazing interview i get home and there is no sound only video and i was like oh no I didn't understand what happened. I, I, it's called my friend and who was helping me film. And I was like, like, do you know, was the oh, microphone? No. Anyway, long story short, it turns out uh, with the iPhone five, the microphone that I had, like technically wasn't compatible with the iPhone five. And that is why the sound didn't record. I mean, who would, who would have known that I would have, no. I mean, I mean, that, that's, that's very unlike Apple to make a product that isn't compatible with their future products. Exactly. I exactly. can't believe they'd ever do something like that. Anyway, we could go on all day talking yeah, about yeah. We, we keep tangenting. That's good. Yes. yes. No, it, it's great. It's great. But um, I do have another interview I have to get to shortly. So unfortunately, we do have to wrap this one up. Oh, well, it's been yeah. a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. It's been so great talking to you. And um, can you just remind my listeners where everyone can find you on social media? Yes, uh, Potted Potter. So Potted Potter on Facebook or um, Potted Potter on Twitter or Potted Potter on Instagram. Yeah, it's, it's a kind of theme, Potted Potter. Yes. Yeah. So type the name of the show into Google and everything will come up and we will be waiting to meet you and chat with you. Exactly. Well, we can't wait till the live performances resume in Vegas and of course on tour. But in the meantime, don't forget to check out their contest that's starting August 1st. Um, follow them on social media so you can find out all the details. And um, I wish you continued health and safety. And, and you. Thank you. Thank you. And everybody listening, don't forget here at the Broadway Podcast Network, we have over 70 theater and art related podcasts. So keep listening. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story For he happens to be in the know Just ask anybody who's had him Adam lives for the business of show CallMeAdam.com Find more episodes of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam at BroadwayPodcastNetwork.com and everywhere podcasts are streamed, including iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Follow me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at CallMeAdamNYC. For my print and video interviews, visit my website, CallMeAdam.com. 
And finally, if you really want to get involved, become a member of my Patreon page at patreon.com backslash callmeadamnyc. There, you'll get exclusive perks, including behind-the-scenes photos, videos, and everybody's favorite swag.